to the lost souls, the disintegrated spirits, the wanderers, the dreamers, and the seekers. Welcome to the Embodied Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Danielle McGinnis. Our work in this podcast will be to foster healing, transformation, self-expression, creativity, and the development of consciousness. So with our intentions grounded firmly, let's settle in and do some integration work. Hey friends, happy Sunday and welcome back to another episode of the Embodied Podcast. If you guys are loving what you're hearing on the show, I would really appreciate it if you slid over to iTunes, dropped a five-star rating or a written review and just let me know what you are loving about the show and what you want to hear more of. Those ratings and reviews help get the show organically into more ears and more souls across the world. So if you've already done that, thank you so much. On the last episode of the podcast, I did a quick little Q&A answer of a question about the connection between different mood disorders and the archetypal realm. So if you haven't checked that out, you can go listen to that. It is episode 159, Nervous System Dysregulation in the Archetypal Realm. And in today's episode, I want to discuss another topic I got in that Q&A box, and that was the topic on stillness. And this is a really interesting topic because I think a lot of times we associate stillness with the place that we need to reach in order to integrate or connect to that deeply spiritual realm that lives within our system and around us. And while that may be true, I think for a lot of people, it's actually very, very hard to get to a place of stillness. And here's why. I think a lot of people live in a chronic state of sympathetic drive. And we can think of our sympathetic drive as just increased arousal, a lot of mobilized energy in the system, which is great when we are wanting to escape from threat or we're wanting to get something done or we're wanting to move, but it's not so great when we're wanting to get to this place of stillness or slow down or sit in meditation because when we have that increased mobilization and activation and arousal in our nervous system, it can be incredibly threatening to sit down or to get to a place of stillness. And that's because if we have habitually lived in this place of being on and our body is constantly in this state of mobilization, in this state of I can do this and go, 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 That's also the same energy that helps us move around states of threat. And so that person, even though there might not be threat present, the nervous system has been habitually moving in this on state. And so it's as if there is some type of threat present in that higher state of arousal, it can feel like a state of hypervigilance and it might feel like if we pause or sit in a place of stillness, that is going to be the moment that something bad happens and the threat is actually going to get us. Again, this makes no rational sense, but it makes all the sense in the world if we're tracking different nervous system states. You know, you might have the question, 
does a person who lives chronically on on or has a heightened state of mobilization energy can they not also experience stillness and I was really thinking about this and I don't think that that's the case but my invitation to a person who has that chronic mobilization energy is that we might get to stillness first by going slow and when I'm working with someone who has this heightened mobilization energy, they might have a tendency to talk really fast or to fill in the gaps in our sessions. And it's really important for me as a practitioner to attune to that energy and not slow them down too slow, but maybe invite just a little bit of slowness or a little bit of what my mentor calls the art of interruption where we can kind of pause and go back into that state where we're not slowly extending that pause too fast too soon but we're allowing the body to learn that by slowing down we can explore there can be states of curiosity we can actually find safety in slowness and so I wouldn't think for a person who has heightened mobilization energy that we would invite them into a place of meditation or just stopping the system because I think the system is going to start going into a little bit of overdrive and it's like, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here, I gotta get out of here, this is awful, something bad's gonna happen. And so it's really about inviting slowness first and not pressing stillness on the system because if you've lived in that heightened mobilization energy it's about mobilization and so it's not so much about stopping that mobilization instead teaching that mobilization that maybe it doesn't have to move as fast as it thinks it does to stay safe and so a person like this might actually not enjoy meditation at all because it can feel really overwhelming to the system it can feel threatening to the system and so for this person something like a walking meditation might be so much better for the system because you can still give that nervous system the sense of I'm still moving here, we can still move, but also we can explore, okay, so if I'm not completely shut off, if I'm not completely still, I can still go into a state of meditation or exploration or curiosity about the inner world. Really what came up when I was contemplating this topic in particular was that I feel like for the majority of individuals that live in modern society have this chronic habitual state of mobilization in their nervous system and stillness while it is looked at as a pathway into spiritual knowing where it has more space for integration i think that for most people in modern culture it's about finding slowness orienting to the slowness and then inviting forward stillness and that might take some time because really what we're trying to do is get that system out of a state of sympathetic drive into that state of social engagement where we're connected we're oriented to our environment so we recognize actually there's not immediate threats around us we don't have to fight or flee 
And so we then we can actually relax into that present moment and find the beauty that is found in stillness. But again, for those people who are in a state of high sympathetic drive, it's not that they in particular can't find stillness. I think it just takes time to allow the body to orient to those different phases of coming down from that sympathetic drive. And for me as a practitioner, I find that tuning to their nervous system, providing the guardrails for their nervous system and allowing us to slow down but not stop gives the system a little bit more wiggle room in that mobilization energy. And so that section covered the individuals who live in a chronic state of sympathetic drive. What about individuals who live in a dorsal vagal shutdown state where their body is basically in this state of energy conservation because there's so much collapsed energy in the system so there's really a conservation of energy in this state and in this state in particular there is a a trance like dissociative element where we can feel like quite disconnected from our our somatic experience in this place and if we pause in this place just like the sympathetic drive this is almost a level higher than the sympathetic drive where the body has has incomplete sympathetic drive in the system and what that means is that this dorsal vagal complex is the body's adaptive mechanism to saying there's too much sympathetic drive in my system and so I'm going to kind of hibernate and act as if I'm I'm here but that that energy that's underneath this this state we're going to keep that repressed locked down held in the cells or muscles of our body and sometimes stillness for these people can increase the dissociative experience because again it's not like we're not working with sympathetic drive here it might just all be very unconsciously collapsed in the somatic unconscious and so we really with with someone who is in a dorsal vagal experience or a dissociative experience stillness coming too fast to the system can pull that that person farther into dissociation because that stillness is going to amplify all of that collapsed energy that's been hidden away from consciousness and so for this person in particular time and space to explore those in-between moments is so so important and and containment is so so important so for this person in particular it might be incredibly hard to go into a place of stillness by yourself but if you are in a place in which you are held there's a container and then there's a slow exploration but there's still a little bit of movement there's a lot of guidance here that's going to help this person connect to what might be found in that stillness and allow it to to be a little bit safer but again we're still working with immense sympathetic drive when we're in this dorsal vagal shutdown so i think the bottom line for this podcast is for me and working with the nervous system 
slowness first, the art of interrupting habitual states and providing immense guardrails and containment for that person to explore in a way that makes their nervous system feel safe is the gateway into deeper stillness. But imposing stillness on a system that needs that mobilization energy to feel a sense of safety, I think is really, really um, important to honor where they're at in their nervous system and not prioritize the ideal of what stillness looks like in a in a regulated nervous system, but to honor what the body is presenting at the present moment and to not judge or shame ourselves or anybody else if they get uncomfortable with the concept or the idea of stillness, but to get curious about maybe how that can be invited in the system in a way that matches their body and allow their body to catch up to that spiritual ideal or that ideal place of integration because there is plenty of creative ways that we can work with a mobilized system or a system that shut down and get beautiful beautiful insights and beautiful integration just as we would in a place of stillness or meditation so couple show notes before I head off of here. The first, my fiance and I, Rick, are doing our sixth book club on The Soul's Code by James Hillman. And this talks about the idea of fate, destiny, and its influence on our character. I'm super excited for this one as James Hillman is one of my favorite authors in the game. So that book club is going to start October 30th. It's a Sunday afternoon and we meet once a month for five months. This book club is pay what you want. It's donation based so you get to choose the price and you can check that out in the show notes. And then secondly, I have an upcoming workshop series on the mother archetype in which I'm also going to use a text by Sybil Burkhauser Ori. This is the mother, the archetypal image in fairy tales to explore the, the different sides and different contrasting presentations of the mother archetype through the lens of myth and fairy tales so this this one I'm really really excited about the last workshop series I did was on the wounded woman by Linda Leonard and it was an incredible incredible group and so I decided to do that again this one actually starts the day after the book club Monday October 31st we're going to meet in the evening Um, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and then we're going to meet every other week thereafter for 11 total sessions and this one is also pay what you want so these group offerings donation based they're just a way for myself and my fiance to create communities where individuals can begin to dialogue about the the layers beneath the superficial and we we provide space for dialogue and questions and different explorations around these ideas and these topics. So if either of those offers look or sound interesting to you, you can head to the show notes and all of the information will be on the website in which you can, the websites in which you can find all of that information. And if you have any questions, please reach out and I would be happy to answer those. And I'm really looking forward to it. So I will talk to you guys on Thursday. Bye, guys.